Good morning, everyone. Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta and Selling Sandy Springs. Hope you guys are doing wonderful today. I, uh, as we get into the holiday season, I'm super thankful for you, but I'm also really, really thankful for everyone that's subscribed, rated, and reviewed the podcast, and uh, I can't thank you guys enough for that. But if you haven't, please go and do that. We're trying to spike this thing here locally, super hyper-locally here uh, for us in Sandy Springs and, and even the greater Atlanta area. So, um, I would really appreciate it if you did that. And um, yeah, so as we get into today's uh, episode, um, I thought it would be great to give a little background yes. <laughs> on my guest today and how we met because, you know, I think nowadays we're super, um, super connected via Instagram and Facebook and everything else, but um, it's kind of interesting how you and I met. So um, I think I'd been through a workout or something and just went into Clean Juice and I saw you sitting there talking with uh, the general manager there about um, some marketing and social stuff that you guys are doing with them as one of your customers. Um, she introduced me to you, and then here we are, like, what, two, three weeks later? I know. <laughs> Has it only been two, three weeks? I feel like we're so connected <laughs> from, like, watching each other's stories for three weeks. I love it. I love it. No, well, and, and to me, that's really powerful. And it, honestly, in addition, I'll plug this little thing real quick. The live uh, event that we coming up, we have coming up next month, January twenty third. For me, this is a great like case study for meet someone in person, go connect with them on social, and then you know build a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm super excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today because I believe in everything that you do yes. and the way that you do it. Um, but so much more importantly, that you know it's not just online; it's not mm-hmm. just through social, and so. Um, to meet you first in person was really cool because typically it happens the other way <laughs> for me right. is that I get connected to someone through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, LinkedIn, and uh, and then I finally end up meeting them in person through an event or uh, something else later on. So anyway, real quick though, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do, um, just a quick like maybe two minute bio on where you came from, um, how you got into this world, and okay. then we're going to dig into some social here. Cool. I'm super excited. Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. having me. Sure. It is a little early, so I'm like I'm trying to get hyped <laughs> up right now. Um, but my name is Sharon Gutierrez, and I'm the owner of Compliments of Sharon. So I do marketing consulting. I'm actually a motivational speaker, uh, an author. I have a book that I just got the proof of. So nice. do many things. Um, but how I got started in this whole like marketing social media world was I actually grew up in Alaska. I didn't go to school, so we were homeschooled, but my mom worked full-time, so we stayed home, (laughs) me and my younger siblings, and I was about 13 when somebody gave us a computer, and so I was just a really nerdy, awkward kid, so I started building websites and reading books, and that's who I was, and so um, I... Like, got done with high school, which I did correspondence school, so I, you know, I was about 14 when I was like, okay, like, I'm over this whole school thing, what do I need to do to finish? They, you know, the local umbrella gave me a list of 22 courses, so I ordered all the books, went through all the books, was done at 16, and I was like, okay, I'm grown now, I'm 16, I'm gonna (laughs) start on my own. So I worked a lot of retail and everything, I found that I was good with people, um, and then decided to go to college. So I went to college with the um, focus in marketing and found that I had this kind of interesting niche where I'm super technically minded, like websites and like social ads from the very beginning, and then also really just genuinely connecting with and caring with people. Hmm. And so after college, I got, I didn't even walk for graduation. Like I was so over it because I was not into Alaska. It was too cold. And so I ended up in Hawaii. So I got on a plane, went to Hawaii. My little sister went with me. 
and I never had a goal of being an entrepreneur. Mm. I was just like, I'm going to be a marketing director. That's all I need to mm. do. Maybe do something corporate. And um, so then I was a marketing director for a nonprofit. And so, so what, sorry to interrupt, but what was the... What was the motivation? Why? I mean, Hawaii. obviously, why? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. There if was it. a boy. Ah, okay. <laughs> there was Got definitely it. a boy. And then also, I had been there to visit, and like growing up in Alaska, you're so isolated mm. from everyone else. And so I wasn't close with my extended family, like here in the mainland or sure. the lower 48. And so I knew a couple of people in Hawaii, and it was just like when I went to visit, it was so far away and they had this very much like very community us against the world mentality mm. and that was really familiar to Alaska but mm-hmm. much warmer so I was like okay this works for me <laughs> so it was a natural progression Excellent. Um, Excellent. so yeah so but it was through networking and networking on the behalf of the nonprofit and actually speaking on behalf of the nonprofit that I started realizing that this skill set this technical people thing that I had going on was in demand there was all these local businesses and I didn't understand at first that people didn't think the way that I thought, Mm. you know, I just thought it was all common sense. And of course, like marketing strategy was easy. And um, then I realized that people got into business because they were good at doing something, but not because they were necessarily good at business or marketing. Mm -hmm. So I started doing um, just like strategy and doing marketing plans. And then they wouldn't do anything with it because they were too busy. So I was like, well, you could hire us, which was me. (laughs) But I literally hired my first person while I still had a full time job because I didn't have time to do it. And then I think within about a year, I branched off completely. So I started this digital marketing agency, Sharon Surprise. And... um, Gosh, the rest is there. Like I, I grew from Oahu to Maui to Big Island, then to Alaska, then to Atlanta, and then I really like I grew a team of six. So um, actually, my little sister works for me full time out of Alaska, running operations. So nice. I built a little a little empire. Nice, very good, very so that's good. That's my two minute bio. Awesome. Yeah, no, perfect. So tell the people too, like a little more about what you. I mean, day to day, right? Like day to day, who you work with, what you do for them, because I think that's really interesting and. I'll, Obviously, there's going to be someone that listens to this or watches this and goes, I know someone like that, or um, I've been thinking about a franchise or like something, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important that, and especially with a franchise, like there's there's a formula, there's a system, but, you know, depending on where you are geographically, but also depending on where you are in your business world, like if you've never run a franchise before, it probably helps to have someone like you that understands how franchises work, how they operate and, and how to best market them, right? Yeah. So walk us through some of the services, kind of A to Z, like where you start, where you end, and and, and how you kind of plug and play into the, the entrepreneurial roles. Awesome. So, I mean, these days, the agency kind of runs itself, so I really have um, focused in on working one-on-one with entrepreneurs and small businesses, especially like locally-based, service-based businesses. That's like my jam. I love it. And how I work with them, it's over a 12-week structure. So it's a lot of franchise owners because they do have so many resources, but actually being able to implement them is a totally different story. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just small businesses. It's really such a wide range of people. It's done virtually, and basically when they come to me, they just have, like, this kind of chaos. And they're like, I need you. Usually it's based on energy. Like, (laughs) you're you're energetic. (laughs) You get things done. Let's figure this out. And so um, we start working together for 12 weeks, and I basically build up the strategy with them. I train them, um, like with Clean Juice, I train them how to run their own social ads, you know, because it's a pretty basic formula that will get them the results that they need, and then we can just keep growing from there. And so um, that's how people work with me. It's a one-on-one coaching program, 12 weeks. It's called the Activation Program. You can find it on the website. (laughs) Um, And literally, like, sign up and uh, apply for it there because it is application-based. 
Perfect. And so talk a little bit about the results and you don't have to mention names or anything, but certainly, especially a new business. I mean, Mm -hmm. right. Like I've talked to a ton of new business owners here in Sandy Springs that are all struggling with how do we get more exposure? How do we get in front of more people? How do we get, um, how do we do the ads? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally from start to finish. And I'm like, I just sell houses. (laughs) Like, I mean, I know about some social and like, I think I'm a pretty decent marketer, but certainly when you're doing it every day, right? Like, you know how to get results, right? And right. so talk a little bit about some of the results. And, and again, maybe not mention numbers, but certainly as, as deep or as wide as you want to go with it and and how some of the, whether they're franchises or independent small businesses, have been successful you know, due to your services. Okay, awesome. Um, I have, gosh, so just to kind of give you an idea of like the breadth of clients that I work with, like right now um, I'm working with like a personal injury attorney who's like kind of niching down on something. I have a tour guide in Alaska um, who's doing his branding and we're working on a sales cycle and um, as a personal trainer, I have uh, franchise owners, like I work with like the UPS store in Hawaii. So I have like a huge list, but a lot of it, like I said, is all uh, locally based. They're marketing locally and they're service based. Mm -hmm. And so as far as results, I think with everyone, the number one thing that they come away with is they feel like the chaos has been tamed. They have a system and they're making more money Um, because that's what it really is about. Like I think a lot of people come like especially like from the agency side, they look at marketing and you can spend a lot of money on marketing. Like you really can. For sure. Um, but when you hire an agency and I cut and I really love that I can have see from both perspectives, it can really sink a small business mm-hmm. because it's so expensive, it takes so much manpower. So when I take the twelve weeks and I say, Okay, here's the kind of ads you're gonna run, let's test them and start understanding who your target market is, how are they um, interacting with your brand, grow your impressions, get people looking at what you're doing. So you can't help but start making some kind of money off sure, of that, right? Sure. And so, and then you're usually saving so much money because you're not paying somebody else $1,200, $2,000, $5,000 a month to do this for you. And then it puts them in a place that they can actually hire a lot smarter and grow again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it definitely is an intense process of going in, clearing out a lot of extra stuff. We look at the marketing budget like first or second week and say, let's take stuff off this list and then we can add it back in but in the right way, in the most efficient way, and sure. cost-effective. Sure. Well, and I think there's a lot of value in the chaos, right? Like eliminating the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> there's no value in chaos. But uh, streamlining things, oh, making yeah. things more simple, because I, I tell real estate agents this all the time. I'm like, just find what you like and then do that, as far mm-hmm. as marketing goes. Like, yeah. I love to do the podcast. I love to do the videos. And I like putting on small businesses, and they like the exposure that it gets from it. Oh, so, yeah. like, that's a perfect relationship, right? But I talked to so many realtors and other other agents of insurance and whatever, you know, financial people that are like, I like what you're doing with that, but I can't do that. I oh. want to try this or I want to try. And I'm like, great, go try it. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is you can't come to me and then try and be me. Like, that's right. not going to work. I don't train people how to be me. My marketing mix works for me, but it's right. different for each person. So I <clears> totally <throat> agree with what you're saying, that you have to find that thing that you're really comfortable with or that you actually enjoy. Right. Because if you don't like it, it's going to be very hard. Being an yeah. entrepreneur is hard. <laughs> and you need to be so connected to it so that way it can push you through those times. And right. especially with marketing. Like, there's a lot of people that don't like being out there or like doing social media and all that stuff. So it's really about finding, like, what works for them yeah. and how we position them and then actually build it into your day-to-day schedule so that you are not, like, just kind of, I don't know, randomly spending time doing random things. Absolutely. Well, and there's so much. I mean, when I talk to, like, especially small business owners, they're like, I can't do Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Snapchat. And I'm like, 
and LinkedIn and, you know, ads and everything else. And I get it because it's a lot. I mean, even I struggle with as much as I do on social and I don't mind being out there. But back to your point, if you're a small business owner that doesn't want to be out there, and I've run into this occasionally with selling Sandy Springs, is that they don't want to be seen as the face of the business necessarily. And so they'll find their most charismatic employee or uh, even one of their clients will actually like promote them and, and put them on. You know, just like you would do a video review or a review on Yelp or anything else, they do the video, yeah. which is kind of cool, to be honest, because, and, and I don't blame the business owners that don't want to be out in front. I, I mean, I get that, and privacy and everything else, but um, but that's kind of a cool dynamic, too, to hear from your clients or your customers, but also people that work for you that love what you guys do there, I think is a really powerful story, too. Oh, yeah. It's a huge testament as a business owner. Mm-hmm. If you have somebody that is literally a client or one of your employees that's willing to speak on your behalf... With enthusiasm, yeah. like you're doing something right. So I, I like that for sure. Very cool. Hopefully I get my team up here. Most of the people that work with me do not like being up front and center. There's a reason they work I get with it. me. They're it's like, a lot of pressure. That's your job. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, very good. Very good. Cool. So let's dig into a little more social media then here. Uh, obviously, you and I connected on Instagram. Talk about your, your favorite platforms, like what you think is the most valuable for different types of businesses. Um, Obviously, we talked a little bit about franchises, a little bit about I mean, super hyper local businesses, and I love that because that's what I'm trying to do with selling Sandy Springs. Is I want to be known three years from now as the agent in Sandy Springs. Like, there's no reason for you to call anyone else. You know, Matt knows the area, he knows the businesses, he He's knows the go-to. right, and uh, and we all want to be like that on some level or in some capacity. But for me, um, you know, living here, working here, playing here, it's all really important that I learn as much about the community as possible, businesses, nonprofit, I mean, all of it, so that, and I have some buyers right now that we're working with that just are moving into the Sandy Springs area that are like, hey, I need a gym to go to. Like, where should I go? Well, I've interviewed three. (laughs) You know, so now there's a, a, literally a whole video library here that you can go meet that owner virtually, like through a video, and you get a better sense of who that person is and the type of business that they run and what people love about them and so on and so forth. So talk a little bit about your favorite socials, um, where you find the different demographics, the different values, the different perspectives even, because they're all similar, but very different. And, oh, yeah. and there's a lot of similarities, you know, say between Snapchat and Instagram right now, or even TikTok and what used to be Vine and Musical.ly. So, um, and, and Facebook is like just the default. Like if, you aren't, if you're a business owner yep. and you aren't on Facebook, it's like, are you good? Like, have you thought about, at all about marketing? Because, okay? because I mean, that's really like the the bare minimum at this point. I kind of feel like, you know, yeah. um, and even Instagram now, I'm like, if you don't have an Instagram account, look, if you have 70 followers, like those people probably love you and love what you do. And so you need to start somewhere. You know, we all started with zero. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so talk a little more about social, like each platform, what you love about them, what you don't like. And because, again... It's just your perspective. It's just your opinion. Yeah. And someone may gather something from this that they're like, well, that's really important. I've, I've never thought about it that way. Or, you know, so let's dig into, let's start with Facebook. Obviously, that's the biggest, it's the best in terms of, especially what you can do with ad marketing and stuff, so on and so forth, and certainly gaining a lot of exposure um, in a short amount of time. So what do you love about Facebook? Okay, Facebook, starting with that. Okay, first of all, I love social media. Like, this could, like topic can go, like, so deep. So okay, as good. you're talking, I'm, like, getting so excited. <laughs> um, well, I think that the first thing, though, with any of the social media, like, conversation is knowing who is your audience and where are they at. 
Like, it doesn't matter what I like. It matters what my audience likes. And that's something that I have to constantly, like, come back to. Um, So Facebook is tried and true. Like, they're a beast. They're a business. Mm -hmm. A lot of people complain about, oh, well, you have to spend money on ads or whatever. I'm like, yeah, because they're a business. Like, you're getting access to some really impressive, (laughs) you know, targeting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Facebook's definitely the standard. Um, I would say I probably get... I get a really good um, engagement with Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely just kind of my tried and true. I enjoy Instagram more, Um, definitely. Like, I get a lot more engagement on my stories um, and the day-to-day stuff, so I do have, like, this little, like, tribe there. Um, But Facebook is really where my target demographic's at. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, you know, this is kind of crazy, but, like, uh, in terms of generating business, leads, Mm -hmm. right, leads that convert into sales, transactions, right, I mean, a lot of a lot of people out there still don't believe that you can run an ad for like a hundred dollars, and then get a lead from it that will actually buy something, a service, a product, like whatever. And I, I mean, not only am I a perfect example, but I'm sure you've gotten leads, you've converted, right? Yeah. Like You can actually make money from running ads on Facebook to get into your funnel to run down the business, right? Yeah. And what's great now about Facebook and Instagram, obviously being owned by the same ultimate business, is yeah. that you can now run the same type of ads on Instagram that you're running on Facebook, right? Um, and you can also target a, di- a different demographic there. So um, a little more about Instagram, like what you, I mean, you mentioned stories. You know, I'm a big believer that you can't really post too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certainly there is a um, kind of a golden rule out there that if the content's good, you'll be good type thing. <laughs> it's just like your business, right? Like if you've built yeah. a successful business and you continue to do the things you've been doing, as long as you continue and the, the market doesn't crash and, and your world doesn't implode, you can continue doing business. But you do have to think, especially about marketing, very differently now than you had to, say, five, ten years ago. I mean, the iPhone's only 10, 12 years old, right? Yeah. Like, real real technology has come to us now that we can record a podcast and we can do stuff that, I didn't have the, mo- the money to do this stuff like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So talk a little more about Instagram and, and what you do with stories but all, and the value that you provide there, but also your posts, like what's your, try- what's your goal with Instagram? Okay. Well, let me take a step back as far as like the overall like strategy mm-hmm. of like why social media. You said with ads that you can convert. It used to, because I used to do ads um, like back when they converted like completely different, like, you know, <laughs> five, six, seven years ago yep. um, when it was first getting started. Now I really look at like my general philosophy with social media is that it really is about building the brand. It should be that same money that you're going to spend on that magazine, um, you know, still be printed, you know, you know, supporting <laughs> magazines and stuff, local <laughs> publications. But like, that's the mindset you have to right. have. I don't like to promise that it's going to convert right away. It's really about building the relationship mm-hmm. and moving them through, like you said, your sales funnel. People use the term sales funnel all the time, and they think that it's this magic click funnels thing that just works while you're sleeping, blah, 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 you know, pro marketing. Yeah. But honestly, like, I tend to look at it as, okay, I'm meeting people offline. I'm keep meeting people online. I'm giving them value. I do run ads for, like, email opt-ins. Like, right now, um, I'm just about to launch. It's called uh, Making Thousands on Social Media. And it's built on case studies of people that have, like, only, like, one or two thousand followers, but they're making ten grand a month off of services because of, like, following some some consistent things. So, one is they're showing up consistently, which is something that I try and do. (laughs) Not always perfect. I try and show my personality. Like, I want people to feel like when they follow me on social media that they know me as a person. Mm -hmm. 
if they don't have an idea of who I am or how I think or how I talk or problem solve and all of these things, like they don't actually like know me. So I try and move them through that process. And then I also try and provide them with value. So most of my followers that are engaged with me is, you know, are stay engaged with me are business owners. Mm -hmm. And so while I don't try and just like make it this, like every single day I'm doing a class on social media, I try and drop tips as far as like, I mean, I'm learning and doing something every single day, all day when it comes to social media and marketing. So I try and share those kind of behind the scenes things. Um, Like for example, the other day I had someone email me that had taken a class from me like three years ago, my (laughs) down and dirty Facebook ads course. And I didn't even know that thing you could buy it still, honestly. (laughs) I was like, and so he emailed me, I don't know who he is. And he's just like, hey, I took your class, like, and I had some questions, like, about the terms of service for this year, and, like, how can I do my marketing plan for this year and get a lower cost per click, and, you know, these kind of in-depth questions, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, like, you took this class? Like, I didn't even know it was, like, live, so I took the time, and I wrote this, like, five-paragraph email explaining, like, the updated terms of services and, like, how he could, like, relationship branding and marketing, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. So I wrote him this email back. Um, I made sure to say, hey, if you get value from this... Uh, review me on Facebook, yep. right? Because then I can like build that real estate. Because if you're not getting testimonials, like for all the podcast listeners, like if you are not getting testimonials on Facebook, Yelp, and Google, like what are you even doing? Like, right. don't have people text your testimonials. Social proof is there. That is where it's at. 100%. Um, and then it's also hooked up, like Yelp is hooked up to Siri and like all this stuff. So the value from those things is just like fire. It goes mm-hmm. on forever. Yep. Anyways, so <laughs> I. Um, so I emailed this guy back, so that's, like, one thing that I did. Well, then I screenshot it and I shared it on social media. And, like, not everyone's going to be running advanced ads, right. but the DMs that I got afterwards saying, like, oh, my God, I love you because you share so much value and behind the scenes without asking for anything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what I'm trying to do is I'm right. trying to provide value. It's, I mean, they're not going to be able to do what they could do working with me one-on-one. Right. Like, I have group programs and I have one-on-one. The cost shows because you're going to get results, right? But I do feel like if you follow me, you can keep moving your business forward. You can feel inspired. You can feel, like, energized. And you can get enough tips that you can keep growing your business without actually having to pay for anything. And so that's really, like, my goal. Yeah, and I feel like, and you may agree or disagree, I I don't really know, but I think to... Facebook is really good for branding and marketing for mm-hmm. for the awareness part, right? But and and certainly there are still people converting. It's just become more expensive and more challenging. Yeah. It's not impossible, but it is it is significantly more difficult. Probably even when you were running back to compared oh, yeah. to when you were running at. <laughs> so, but Instagram is now kind of moving that same way. And, and to your earlier point, if you watch my daily stories or if you watch anyone's, day, I mean. You can't fake that. At some point, like, you, it's just you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, and there's no way for you to put on this facade anymore. It's, I mean, especially when you're doing it every day. Like, you pop on there once a week and you put a little story out. There's an easy way to, like, clean yourself up oh, and yeah. comb your hair and everything else. <laughs> but, like, for me, I mean, you see me, like, just getting out of the gym and sweating. I mean, it's very real. And I apologize for you, <laughs> for those of you that... Don't oh, you should see concept. some of the videos. I have like an inner circle Facebook group that's mm-hmm. like anyone who's like taken my programs and graduated. I show up there like looking like I straight up rolled out of bed, but I'll be like, because you know, when you're working like an 18 hour day, but then you have this crazy aha moment, yep. and then you're like, 
okay guys like I need to like share with you what I just learned yep. or whatever that is like where the really deep connection comes right. like that's the authenticity and you said you can't fake it so you see people try and it's so like you can read through it yeah. and um it's you really a can disconcerting You're well just like, oh. yeah but then I mean and so again back to the original story right of how we met like if you had met me in person and then watched my stories and it was something different hopefully you'd be like wait what's going on here you know yeah. because I think that authentic people really want that authentic person, that authentic self to come out. And so when you meet someone online and then you meet them in person and you're disappointed, it's like, oh, that could have been such a great relationship or it could have been such a good business connection for, or whatever, right? But I'm, I'm really, really, uh, especially over like the last five or six months here, I've met a ton of people first through Instagram or even Facebook and then met them in person. And I'm like, thank God. Thank God it worked out like the way, like, thank God you are who you say you are type thing, you know, yeah. because in the past it was not that way. Like it felt mm. like a show almost, you know. Um, so anyway, let's dig into, um, so I was really hot and heavy with Snapchat for like uh, two years or so, three years. Um, I used to own a landscaping business, would do daily stories and, mm. and basically took all of that content and moved it over to YouTube okay. as, you know, daily vlogs almost. And, um. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, why are you doing this? Like, especially my high school friends and, and people I met through college <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really know, to be honest. Like, I'm just trying to learn it and, you know, get a taste yeah. for it. Um, but what I learned from Snapchat kind of brought over to Instagram stories and that value that you talked about. I mean, I used to talk about, you know, lawn care and landscaping tips and tricks and, like, what you could do to make your grass greener. And, you know, just little things like that that coming from a landscaper are pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, but you know, for that three years or whatever I did it, uh, I was learning and I was figuring out my audience, what was engaging, what wasn't, like what hit the spot and what didn't. And, and really ultimately like what my audience loved to hear from me from. And so I tried to kind of bring that into real estate and I definitely don't talk about real estate as much as I used to talk about lawn care. I mean, it was every day, yeah. <laughs> but it was a really interesting conversation and engagement that came out of it. And, you know, now we're, and I'm sure you've probably seen this, there's a lot of realtors posting about their latest house that they've sold or their latest, uh, you know, buyer's project or flip or, I mean, realtors are probably the worst about it, I feel, in terms of pushing out all this content, but not really providing any value up front, right? right? And so for me, it's really important to, anytime I've talked about real estate, it's here's how this can help you, right? Mm -hmm. So we did a, a mini series on your first time home buyer, like more like first three things you need to know before you go get a mortgage, before you buy your first house. That's valuable, especially for someone that's never owned a house before, yeah. right? But giving that value and then ex expecting nothing in return, because I, I totally expect to get nothing back from that, right? Yeah. If I have a buyer call one day and it's like, hey, I heard the podcast about first time home buyers, I'm going to be shocked, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about uh, Snapchat a little bit. Like, where are you with Snapchat? I don't even, I, like, I've played with it a little bit. Yeah. I don't really use it that okay. much, honestly. Like, I have found that for me, like, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like, those are kind of the heavy hitters mm -hmm. for me. And I haven't had most of my clients that's not really in their target market. Sure, sure. And so, like, with all the different, like, social media platforms, like, I always, like, you know, learn a little bit about it. I study, you know, that kind of thing. I pay really close attention to, um, like, what's trending and, like, what are the heavy hitters saying as mm -hmm. far as, like, um, 
uh, marketing examiner and those guys. Yep. You know, they're going to tell you straight up, like, okay, you need to start putting energy into TikTok or this or that, you know, and start building that up um, so that you can be ahead of the curve. Sure. But I've never really been into Snapchat, yeah. honestly. <laughs> no, no, and that's fine. Like, it I, makes me feel old. Well, <laughs> well, honestly, at the time, like, when I got on it, whatever, four or five years ago, and I was only, what, in my early 30s, I was like, yeah. I think I'm the oldest person on Snapchat. It's um, crazy, <laughs> though, like, because like you said, uh, we were saying offline earlier, like, even for Facebook, like, Facebook. Facebook is like migrating to Instagram because mm-hmm. Instagram was like the young kids and then there was right. like Snapchat and so it's just like it's <clears throat> this thing that's like constantly evolving and it's so amazing and powerful. It is. Know. Well, and everything ages up, right? So what I was hoping was that, and I had a lot of uh, lawn care and landscaping, you know, entrepreneurs that followed me on Snapchat and I mean, my stories would get up anywhere to like a thousand views per day, but I mean, a ton of those guys were guys I would never do business with, like just you know, there was camaraderie there more or less, right? Yeah. But the skill set that I pulled from it and, and the the being on video every day, I mean, again, when you aren't maybe looking your best, especially, you do get like just kind of numb to it. <laughs> and then you just like, you're just ready to go. Um, so I never got, I think I got one job ever in my landscaping business from Snapchat, which that was like blowing my mind. I was like, that's Im-, like, I thought that was impossible, yeah. but it's not. But to your point about Facebook and Instagram, all of these things just age up, right? And like that's what I'm betting on with Instagram and with Facebook and now with TikTok and a little bit with Snapchat when I was doing it was these guys will be 10 years older 10 years from now. And there may be an off chance that someone moves to Sandy Springs 10 years from now that they got to buy a house, right? And so I was just playing on that marketing and that branding thing on yeah. Snapchat especially. But it got me a, a pretty good size audience yeah. in a really short amount of time because it was hot at the time. Yeah. So similar to like TikTok right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so where are you with, with TikTok? What do you think? TikTok, I mean, I think it's one of those things. It is getting so much traction. I think it's going to continue to grow for sure. Yeah. It's still such a young demographic sure. that it's like for most of my clients, like I live in that kind of like here and now kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah. where I don't see myself using it like anytime super soon. But I did want to touch on what you were talking about is like where you build your audience and everything. So here's two different like kind of thoughts about it. One is I always try and think like as a business owner, like your time is your most valuable Mm -hmm. asset. So I have to make sure that with social media, because it can become all consuming, like it really can, that I'm spending my time where it's going to actually like make money, right? So Mm -hmm. that's like one kind of like thing that I try and use, like a measuring stick. And then the other one is that social media does change so often. We need to make sure, like, we're consistently pulling people off social media and getting their email addresses. Yep. Like, because you never know when you could lose your YouTube account, when you could lose your Instagram account, or something like that. So I would say if there's one thing you guys could take away from this is honestly just, like, have that call to action now and again. Give them some value. Do something for free and say, hey, like, let me get you over my email list. Because that, I, I know so many people who have built huge followings and, um, you know, 35,000, 45,000, you know, all these, like, subscribers on, like, YouTube and then they lose their channel. Right. Like, if they didn't have their email list, like, you can, like, rebuild from that, but it's not going to, it's going to take some serious hits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, that, and so, Vine's a good example of that, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Vine was huge and it was growing at a really rapid pace. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, Vine used to be a, I think it was like six or second. Six seconds. Yeah, yep. six second video where you, and you, very similar to TikTok now, except TikTok's longer, but yeah. six seconds. So you had, and it was super, I mean, so many creative creators came out of it and 
they built brands and then they went to Musical.ly and now with Snapchat or they went to, or uh, TikTok rather, or they went and built YouTube channels or they went and built, I mean, a, a much larger umbrella brand out of that. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the greatest um, examples I can think of, maybe not the greatest example of a person, but <laughs> Logan Paul did a, fant- I mean, both of them did a fantastic job of building a ridiculous size mm-hmm. following on there and a very, I mean, millions and millions of followers in a matter of months. And then obviously Logan and Jake both went on to do YouTube and have done other things, but that just goes to show you, and especially with TikTok, I mean, I forget her name, Charlie something, you know, seven or eight million followers. Now it's like in the matter of six months or something. But what's crazy about TikTok for me is that when I go on it to consume, because several of my buddies and the marketing world were like, you've got to check it out. Like you've got to, you've got to figure out how to be the realtor on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm sure there's a little realtors already doing it, but like, let me figure it out, right? And so for like a week, they, they all challenged me to spend like an hour on it. And I was yeah. like, I mean, this sounds like a lot of time. Like I don't spend, <laughs> a lot, I don't spend an hour on Facebook. Yeah. And this is after hours, like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, right? And so I go on for an hour at like 10. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what just happened? Like what? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's a, it's a huge time yeah. 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 But, um, so, so anyway, but I love that point. And I think that's a really, really interesting point. You as a small business owner, as a franchise owner, everyone that walks through the door is gold to you, right? Like if they're your client, if they're your customer, they're buying from you. You need to figure out how to capture that information. Mm-hmm. And one way that I've done that is that I go connect with people on Instagram. I go connect with them on Facebook because I want them to see me just like I want to see them. I want to see what they're up to. I want to see their next move, like what they're doing, what they're planning, Um, whether it's buying a house or not. Like you're thinking about starting a business. I want to know that. Like I think that's cool content, right? Um, And so I I could not agree with you more. And I think email is is still super underrated for – what it can still do. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's the email is the, it's also those like really perfectly timed calls to actions. Sure. Um, I mean, I've gotten po- like, I've gotten a client, like it was, you know, it's a five, you know, five, $6,000 contract from just a Facebook post where one day I was like, Oh man, I haven't posted that about that program in a while. Like posted it. And then like filled up the form, popped up on my calendar. Like my conversion rate, when someone shows up on my calendar for a free call, because they have to read through the mm-hmm. sales copy and then they have to like fill out the form, like is almost like it's damn near close. Sorry, to a hundred percent, to a hundred percent. Like so, when that when it shows up on my calendar, I'm like they're ready. Yep. Like there's no, I'm very transparent with everything that's out there. But yeah, and then I have their email address and everything. So I am a big fan. Email is is really really, really powerful. Well, and it, it leaves you less vulnerable, right? Because like oh, you yeah. said, Instagram, Facebook, I mean, all of them could technically disappear yeah. tomorrow. And if you don't have the email address, the home address, I mean, a phone number, like something, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have to just be email. It can be whatever way you're good yeah. at, I think. Um, so what else? YouTube? Where are uh, you YouTube, YouTube is, I mean, YouTube is powerful. It okay. is the biggest uh, search engine in the world, you know? Mm. So if you're not utilizing that, I'm all about repurposing content. I think as you like get to know me a little bit, I'm very intentional and like I repurpose everything. Yeah. Like people are always like, Oh my gosh, you're everywhere all the time. 
I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything live. Like, right. I mean, I've already done, like, recorded, like, four stories this morning, but I am not going to post them until later because right. I want to be able to post it in, like, a really easy-to-digest, like, you Absolutely. know, kind of sequence and everything. But I'm also all about, like, repurposing. Like, I love what you're doing with the podcast and you're doing the video and, like, putting it everywhere and using, like, all IGTV. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way that it should be so that you can, like, that little bit of time as a business owner that you're putting into it, you can like take it for weeks. Yeah. And um, when you're putting it on YouTube, like you're getting longevity and you're taking up that space Absolutely. and showing up in search engines and that's helping you from like a whole different angle. So yes, YouTube, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Great, <laughs> like great. very passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what else, what else have we missed? Is that is that all of them? Snapchat, TikToks. I think those are the heavy hitters. I think, so I'll ask you a question. Sorry, my radio days are coming back. But um, where do you feel like what's going to be the biggest trends in social media moving forward this year? I mean, I think think that between Facebook and Instagram with, with Mark Zuckerberg especially, you have someone that really understands the consumer and what, what's attractive to their platforms, right? And so, the reason that videos go viral are because they're good. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to start there first, right? So if I, as a creator, create something that gets millions and millions and millions of views, I think Mark Zuckerberg wants to reward that when it's happening on his platforms. Yeah. Um, and so I think he's really, really good at grabbing your attention, holding on to it. Here recently, what I found, at least of myself, because to your point, time is money, um, I try to spend time on each platform each day consuming content because yeah. we can talk about producing or consuming, right, in two different breaths. But for me, I try to be an active consumer because then I start to understand myself as a consumer, mm-hmm. but also who I'm talking to, right? Yep. Because a lot of my clients, a lot of my podcast, a lot of my video consumers are like me that they're, you know, 30 something, 40 something, 50 something years old. They own a home, they own their own cars, they do whatever they do, but they're like me. Mm -hmm. They're kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, And so, um, you know, I heard some news last week, I think it was, that Instagram is now testing in Brazil a similar TikTok thing where, and I think they call it Reels, where um, very similar platform, but all within Instagram, which I think says a lot about him because he's like, I'm losing, I'm losing people, right? Like. So we got to... I have so much respect for them. And, like, that's how... Because remember, stories weren't even a thing. Exactly. Like, what, a year ago or something? Right, when Snapchat was eating away. Yeah, and I remember sitting at a table. I can't remember. We called it, like, the Nerd Fest or something. But it was, like, all my marketing (laughs) friends. So, like, SEO, SEM, like, you know, guys. And we're talking, and I was like, you know, Snapchat is, like, they're taking... Like, they're getting so much ground. Mm -hmm. I was like, they're going to have to, like, add it in. And so when Facebook took over Instagram... Like, that was, like, that first step, and I'm like, okay, they are they are making some powerful moves. They're paying attention, like you said, to what people want. Um, I Man, people get so upset about Facebook and this and that and everything, but I'm like, really? I'm like, he's trying, he will always make sure that the consumer is on his platform, that they're staying, that they're happy, they're seeing mm-hmm. what they want to see. I'm like, you have to be willing to just be open-minded and say, I have to do better, right. you know, as far as content goes. Absolutely. And just be able to go with it. It's like, you're going to be mad about it, but that's not going to help your business. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You, so, you can stick your head in the so, sand, yeah. But, exactly. like, know that he's paying attention, and mm-hmm. they will keep adding in features, like, with the stories, and then they brought stories over to Facebook, and they're going to continue to um, integrate those things. And I, I don't think there are any signs of them stopping. 
playing. Yeah. I mean, you should never have be all in on it right. because sometimes it can be so glitchy, like mm-hmm. especially if you're using like uh, Facebook Ads Manager and all that stuff. Like it can be really glitchy, which mm-hmm. is kind of scary. Yep. Um, so you don't want to go like all in, all in. But I, I, I don't know. They're they're quite the beast. Yeah. No. And I agree with you. I mean, again, I think it's just about it's about development and understanding. You know, when you look at the trends, go go find the search. You know, you can Google. Facebook user uh, content and user time on the app, and you'll probably start to see that more and more people are not spending as much time as they used to, right? And again, that's just because they're migrating from one platform to the next. Because when you spend two hours on a year, two hours a day on Facebook or more, right? Just like it's replaced your TV or whatever, yeah. um, and now you start to get sick of the ads or the the viral videos or like whatever's being fed to you because of the way that you engage with the content, you just go to Instagram and then you move to the next thing and then you move. But we're talking over the course of years that this takes place. Right. So, um, so yeah, but I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think that he's going to continue to figure out what the consumer likes and deliver that every single time until the consumer disappears, yeah. which is never going to happen. Right. So I think that he's just going to continue to develop uh, new and interesting products and features that to your point, um, you know, every new face filter that's added to stories is like a new update, right? Like yep. it's a new show. It's a new, what can you do with that? And I don't think people really understand. And that's what I really loved about Snapchat that you can do in Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram stories is that you have three or four different things working for you, right? First of all, in all of those in Snapchat, Instagram stories and Facebook stories and in TikTok, you now have my undivided attention. It fills the whole screen. Right. Oh, yeah. There's not an ad popping up. There's nothing else there that is taking your attention away from me. Mm-hmm. So I have your undivided attention if you're if you're watching me. Yeah. Right. And so what's interesting about that is that you get the video, you get my face or whatever I'm talking about, but then you also get the audio of my voice or the music or whatever, whatever's layered on top of that. Mm-hmm. But then you also get more visual with the text and the emojis and the yeah. you know the gifts and everything. Else. I mean, yeah. You just start layering the stuff on, and so. When I see people just, and I do, I'm guilty, just as guilty as most people. I but know. When you, when you just see someone's face and the voice, it's like, is that the best you got? And I challenge myself constantly with that. Because well, because like, a lot of people don't even use it with sound. Exactly. Like, when I started getting, I would say, I, I only honestly in the last maybe six months have started being consistent with social media. Hmm. I won't even lie because I am doing it all day for clients. And so it's kind of like, ugh. Like I, don't wanna, <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about it. I get it. And also, like I, I when I when testing my content as far as what did well, it was me. Like yeah. it always did better with me. I'm like, well, this feels really narcissistic. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to do this. <laughs> and so I had to kind of just like jump in and embrace it and be like, this is a business decision. It's mm-hmm. no longer this like personal. Like, oh, I'm uncomfortable being out there. It's like, okay, I need to do this because this is how I grow my business. Right, right. Right. So, um, but as I've gotten really committed to it, like when I changed and started adding captions, like almost everything, at least some kind of summary that brought in like some DMs. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for adding the captions. Cause I don't use sound. Yep. And, um, I love that people are so open to respond and give feedback. Um, you know, most of it's good <laughs> and tell you that what's helping them. And sure. so you have to think about how they're taking in the content. So you gotta be able to add those captions and oh my goodness. Yeah, no, it's, it's really important. And I, and I love what you said there too, because two things, the first is that when you get negative or otherwise feedback, right, I still take it. Right. Because I think it's valuable. If someone took and, and I don't internalize it. Right. Like a lot of people do. And I don't take it that way. But I think it's good to know and to hear what your audience is thinking, good, yeah. bad or otherwise, because it allows you then to understand 
if one person thought it, maybe there's someone else that thought it, right? Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't have to be super negative about like who you are as a person, right? Or, or like your one oh, idea yeah. about whatever. But for me, it's like, it's almost like a quick check. It's almost like, oh, okay, I never, first of all, I never intended it to be, you know, misconstrued or thought about that way. Oh, yeah. So then what I do is, is like super defense with like, here's my intent, right? Like anytime I get critical feedback, I'm like, let's be clear about something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, I go and I thank that person because they've opened my eyes. And again, as long as it's not like in, you know, with any sort of malintent or like, they're trying to, like, just bring me down, right? Like, oh, yeah. Well, you have to, like, totally separate that out. Yeah, 100%. I would say, I, I'm always, like, curious, too, because I think, like, it's a different experience for men versus women. In oh, absolutely. Media, I'm sure. So, like, you have to, like, really separate out, like, the just the garbage. Like, there, I won't even read comments a lot, too. Yep. Um, but with the constructive criticism, like, you always have that initial, like, kind of, like, really like kind of feeling like I do I get an attitude it's like two seconds and it flashes and then it's like I'm over it but right. yeah and then so then you decide is this constructive do I need to change what I'm doing is the intent like it's being misconstrued and then sometimes it's just like actually that's just who I am so yeah. that's okay yeah. you know sometimes um I would get comments on like Facebook lives like oh my gosh they're too long and I'm like yeah, but like 2,000 people watched it for 40 minutes, so obviously <laughs> they were happy. I'm sorry you weren't, and maybe you're just not my person. Right. You know, so I think it's just, it's an interesting thing, but that's what it takes to be, uh, to have strategy in your yep. business, to have strategy in marketing. And that's why I get paid, is because I'm thinking about all of those things and can help kind of like separate right. um, which bucket that goes into and like how do you make critical decisions with social media because it can be led by emotion. Absolutely. Well, I got the same type of feedback on my Instagram stories that we're on and on and on and on. And I'm like, but this is good stuff. Like, and everyone's watching. And I mean, there are I, people watching yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for me, I would, I would sprinkle in a, a super short story, right? Because I think, and, and you might agree, marketing to me is, is also like at the end of it, whatever it is, whether it's an Instagram story, a 60 second ad, a 45 minute podcast, I want to leave you wanting more. Right. Oh, yeah. And so no matter the platform, or, or the media form at all, I mean, at the end of it, I want you going, wait, that's it? Hold on. Yeah. Well, I want more, you know? Um, and so I tried that with, because I got some feedback on that. And I appreciate it because those are people that like me and trust me and, and like want to work with me. They're like, your stories are just too long. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to try some story. I tried the shorter stories and they don't get nearly as much traction. So I'm like, I mean, respect to all those people that said that, but at the same time, I'm like, but the other seems to be working. And the other is what people are used to now, mm -hmm. too, you know? So when they don't hear from, like, if I don't post a story on, you know, like one picture or one clip for a whole 24 hours, people start DMing me, are you okay? What's going on? Oh, my gosh. I definitely have gotten that. Like, you know you're doing, that's great. Like, if you ever want a benchmark of to know, like, are you being consistent with social media, is it when you have gone, like, quiet for a few 100%. days? And all of a sudden, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. But, like, you know, there's been times, though, that you'll have something personal happen and you yep. go offline. Yep. And then you get those DMs and it actually means a lot. Oh, 100%. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Let's yes. tell the people, um, you know, a little more about how they, you know, what's the best way for them to connect with you. Obviously, we're going to drop all your socials down in the show notes. Yes. And then in the video as well on, on Facebook and YouTube. But um, if, if, first of all, they've heard any minute of this and they're like, oh, I got to work with her. Like, I got to get her in here. We've got a franchise. We've got a small business. We got to get her in here to start helping us manage that chaos and get it yes. more. Because to me, again, regardless of what, what results come, 
I think there's a lot of um, a lot of value in maintaining and and minimizing the chaos, building the system, putting it in place, and then watching the results. Because as an entrepreneur, you try to remain as focused as possible on what you do every day, yeah. not marketing, not oh, yeah. sales, not operate, not whatever you got people to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's a ton of value in that. So. Um, Email, phone number, like whatever is the best way for them to, to reach out and touch base with you. Yeah, definitely. So um, Sharon at Compliments of Sharon is my email. But, I mean, complimentsofsharon.com, you can pretty much get everything on there uh, and contact me. There, You can look at the different programs. Like he has it like kind of laid yeah. out. Um, you'll definitely know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have the different programs that are listed there and how you can work with me. But I'm always happy to like jump on a call with someone. Just like send me a message and we can talk and see like what's going on. Um, I'm pretty accessible like that. I'm very protective of my time, so it's not going to be a long call. But I'm um, always happy to talk and see how we can potentially work together because every business is different and like some guys need like a lot of care and attention and intensive and some people are just wanting more of a mastermind. So, um, yeah. And then also Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is all Sharon E. Gutierrez and you can follow me there. Awesome. Very good. And I think, and I'm not going to speak for you, so this is more of a question than it is a statement. For the people that are like, I see Facebook, I see Instagram, I see that stuff, but I'm not really on it myself, so I don't understand the consumer mind. I mean, to me, that's like the perfect client for you. It's like someone that has no idea yeah. what we're talking about or <laughs> has been confused by more than half of this podcast, probably. Um, but someone like that, that doesn't understand the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That I mean, look, guys, there are 50, 60, 70, 80-year-olds on Facebook, right? Yeah. Like, so... How do you get them? How do you get their attention? Because just like me, I'm not competing with realtors. I'm competing with electricians. I'm competing with plumbers. I'm competing with you. I'm competing with everyone that's trying to grab your attention, yeah. right? And I don't see that as a competitive thing. I just see it as I got to be better. Yeah. You know, I got to push myself. I got to be different than the other realtors. I've got to be different than everyone else out there on Facebook, on Instagram that's trying to grab your attention. And it's why I don't just talk about real estate. It's why I talk about my kids and my life and what's going on and in my world because you're buying into the person more than you're buying into what I do every day. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, but I, so talk a little bit real quick about um, who the perfect client is. I mean, outside, obviously we talk about small businesses and everything yeah. else, but like if you could really whittle it down, you're like, man, someone that's like 40 to 60 that owns this business and owns that business. I mean, I really want to get super specific so that someone hears this is like, I know it's someone me. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, well, just a quick note as far as the marketing strategy. So we've spent, I don't even know how long, talking about social media. Social media is only one piece of the strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I um, do a lot of. But we talk about offline um, marketing. We talk about online marketing. We talk about SEO, SEM, Google Ads, networking, speaking. Like, those are all part of the marketing mix. And so that's the value I bring to the table because I use a lot of tools. It's not mm-hmm. just social media. That's just one of the pieces. Sure. Um, and as far as my ideal client, definitely Sandy Springs, everything, almost everything's done virtually. Um, but a business owner who is, has a service-based business that they're trying to get people in their location locally, uh, like a medical spa would be awesome. I'd Mm. love to work with a medical spa and they're, you know, have used kind of social media a little bit and they maybe have a little email list, but they just, they're they're good at what they do, but they don't really know how to like systematize it and get it out there. And that would be like the, you know, they're feeling a little bit chaotic, maybe two years in business. Mm -hmm. They're like looking to open their second location, but they really need to buckle down and make things happen. That's when I can come in. I love it. Well, especially at the beginning of the year, well, end of the year, beginning of the year here, 
Um, I mean, I think someone that, especially in 2020, wants to, like you said, two years in business, wants to take it to the next level. I love that. So, yeah. um, awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for you. your time. I really, this really appreciate so it. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, yeah, so guys, thanks again for listening. And uh, if you would, please just take a quick moment, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast here again. If you've got friends uh, in and around the Sandy Springs area, please yeah. share this content with them. We'd really, really appreciate it. And, you know, we're in the last week of December basically now here. So um, if you haven't been over to the YouTube channel, Selling Sandy Springs, Facebook, Selling Sandy Springs, also on Instagram, at Selling Sandy Springs, you can connect with me personally, Matt LaMarche on uh, Instagram and Facebook, at M. LaMarche on Instagram, I should say. Um, did get on TikTok, but not spending a whole lot of time there. Uh, <laughs> producing, I should say. Consuming way too way much. Way too much. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, Instagram, M. LaMarche, doing daily stories over there as well. So, um, But thank you guys again so much for listening. Hope that you guys enjoyed this. Hope that you took something of value. And uh, we really, really appreciate your time. Have a great holiday season, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.